A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Get in the long with a bunch of demons. We believe that human beings are demons. No, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. <laughs> There's probably a, a balance between I believe you have to know Christ, but God is in hell. He is. And someone knows this for sure. All of mankind is going to end up somewhere in heaven. <laughs> really is to just help people of faith especially to re-examine this issue to realize the church has got things wrong in the past for those who are gods by faith in his son <laughs> corinthians right two corinthians 317 that's all victory in the name which is above every name. there's no exception for rape or incest uh, it's an extreme law <laughs> Right now, bones, ligaments, tendons, in Jesus' name, get out here right now. So put your trust in the sovereign risen king, who doesn't owe you one cotton picking thing. And yet he still promises to furnish his disciples, but we take what he's created and we turn him into idols. I'll never back down, so how can I keep it in? But you'll never see me preaching the sin of TBM. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, where'd that picture come from? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Welcome to The Master's Dog, Episode 2. I am your host, The Evangelical Norm. Uh, today, we are going to take a look at... I told you I was going to respond to this video from Kwaku L. Um, when he went down to Manti and talked to apparently only one... Well, two uh, street preachers that were down there. And uh, so we're going to take a look at... I'm really not even that much going to talk about the the doctrine that was uh, talked about. I will a little bit, but it's more what he talks about at the end that is um, that kind of has me irritated. So I'm going to respond to this. Um, we'll take a look at it. Um, I'm going to be jumping around, so rather than... It's easier to do this on YouTube than it is to do it um, with saved video. So I'm going to just play this straight off of YouTube again. Chances, excuse me, chances are we may end up with a, an ad as I start this, but we'll deal with that, and then we'll just jump around. Hopefully I wrote down the times 
accurately of the places that I want to jump to. So we'll uh, we'll give it a shot. And again, remember this is this is one shot, no editing, kind of live. Is it live or is it Memorex kind of stuff? So I don't edit anything. I don't cut anything. I don't mix and paste or whatever. I turn the camera on. I talk. We look. We listen. And then I ramble on a little more. And then we shut the camera off. So bear with as we try to jump around in this this video to a couple of places that I did want to address. So with that being said... Let me let my friend Kwaku introduce himself, shall we? So, for a long time, people have gone to a pageant called the Manti Pageant. This is held in Manti, Utah, right around the Manti Temple, and it was essentially this nice pageant outside, and it gave a rundown of church history and some Book of Mormon stuff. Now, we all know it's a little bit campy, it's a little bit 1970s, um, but this was the last year the Manti pageant was being put on. And if you've ever been to the Manti pageant, and you see the YouTube videos everywhere, there are always these Christian protesters, or street preachers, or anti-Mormons, whatever you want to call them, they always come. We call them evangelists. That's what we call them, or we call ourselves. Uh, I, I'll, I'll lump myself in with those guys. We're evangelists. We are people who are called to carry the gospel and, and, and preach the good news. So that's what we're called. And they try to convince people to stop believing in the restored gospel. And historically, what they've done is they'll find teenagers and they'll bombard them and throw a bunch of church history stuff at them. That's actually not a true statement. Um, I intentionally avoid talking to teenagers unless there's an adult with them. I will not talk to a group of teenagers by themselves for this reason specifically. I'm not going to be accused by somebody like this who uh, essentially the accusation is that we, we go after people who don't know. Um, that can't, uh, that aren't as trained, and, and so on, and we're uh, we're like lions trying to to hunt down the the weakest member of the pride and uh, or of the herd, and that's not true. The majority, I mean, there are some evangelists who will talk to anybody. There are some that I know who are very much like me who um, specifically avoid talking to just teenagers because the visual is bad. Um, especially teenage girls, I won't, um, unless there's an adult male with them and they just happen to be there, I won't talk to them. So this is not a true statement from Kwaku from the beginning. What we're, we're 40 some seconds into this and he's already, um, being deceitful. Um, and, and I, I guess that's not really fair. Maybe that is his perception of it. But he hasn't he hasn't seen it enough. I mean, again, he ta he's talking about he hasn't been down there often, um, apparently, and so he just has a poor perception of what it is. Um, we'll get into the more. Uh, I, I there are going to be a couple of places where I'm outright going to accuse Quaku of of intentionally deceiving the people that he is is talking to. But we'll get to that here in a little bit. I'll let him go on. And the kids like, uh, I don't really know, I'm just, I'm, I'm 15. And they'll be like, see, Mormonism is false. Like, they do that kind of stuff. But oh, and that the other thing I wanted to say is, 
it's not that we're trying to get people to stop believing in the restored gospel. We are bringing in, again, the majority. There are people who are just out there to argue theology and apologetics and so on. The majority of us that go out there want to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. When they get up and preach, I mean, there are guys... I love Rob Savolka, but I don't agree with the way that some of the things that he shouts and yells. And I mean, I agree with the concept of saying you believe your God might have been a sinner. When they get into specific things that are shouted, I don't, I don't, I'm not down with that. But all of us, Rob included, even in, because Rob is one of the guys that they pick out individually um, to, to critique the way that he does stuff. Um, but his heart is for the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not about us being proved right. It's about God being proved right or us proving you wrong. It's about God being proved right. God's word being proved accurate about God's uh, gospel, the true gospel, the true Christ, the true God being proven right. That is our goal, not simply to get people to quit believing in the restored gospel. And he makes a comment about us trying to get them to go to our church. Most of us are not anywhere near Manti or where any of these people are from. And the majority of the people we talk to are not in our own cities. I have been down in the last 10 years that I've lived back in in Ogden. I've been down to the Manti pageant three times. And in all those times and all the people that I've spoken to, I've never once spoken to anybody down there who is from Ogden that I could try to convince to come to my church. So again, it's not about growing our churches or uh, filling our pews. It's about preaching the gospel and not being concerned with with whether or not we even get to see the fruit of our our work, of, of our preaching. We may never see the people who are drawn by the Holy Spirit, regenerated, convicted, repent, and put their faith in the true Christ, we may never see them. We may never, until we get to heaven, interact with those people and never know the extent of how God used our preaching at at the Manti pageant. So, again, it's not about just convincing people to not believe the quote-unquote restored gospel um, or get people to come to our church and we don't all just target um, uneducated teenagers. But I realize, you know, I have this channel, I have a camera, I have some friends. And if I ever had to go talk to those street preachers, then this would be the year to do it. Alright, so we're going to go ahead and jump ahead to... Do, 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 do. He's now talking to one of the guys that he focuses on mostly. Uh, this is a little harder than I thought. We're going to go from here. Learn to believe in Christ and to be reconciled to God, for we know that it is by grace we are saved after all we can do. Mm-hmm. And notwithstanding, we believe in Christ, we keep the law of Moses and look forward with steadfastness unto Christ until the law shall be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people interpret this, they read it, and they go, well... It says after all you can do, but this is during the law of Moses. This is literally still about works. Actually, what this is saying is you keep the law of Moses. That's what it says. Correct? Well, what, what does it say? It says, nevertheless, you... Let me scroll back up here. Let me get back to it here. Whenever... 
Right. Now, notwithstanding, we believe Christ, we keep the law of Moses. They already believe in Christ, so they are already in Christ, yet they continue to keep the law of Moses. May I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you wearing mixed fabrics currently? Yes. Then you are not keeping the law of Moses. This Is this is Second Nephi before or after Christ has come in the Book of Mormon? Notwithstanding, we believe in Christ. This is after Christ has come. No, so Second Nephi, this is before Christ has come. This is pre-birth of Christ. Okay, so now here's what I want to deal with. Because now Kwaku thinks he's got him. And, uh, you know, this is before Christ was born. This is also before the Greek word Christ ever existed. And he makes a comment here. He's like, well, this is just translated for the, the, the word and da-da-da-da-da. And but here, here's the thing. We've gone through a couple of weeks of faith and beliefs where David has talked about all the Hebrewisms and the Judaisms that are in the, the Book of Mormon and all these things that, to show how true it is because these people were, were Hebrews and, and they wrote in with Hebrew writing and chiasmus and all the things that are Hebrew and why on earth would they use a word Christ which is Greek which didn't exist at the time and not I mean, if Joseph Smith was translating all of this Hebrewisms and, and so on, why would he not use a Hebrew word, Mashiach, Messiah? Why would he not use that word as we believe in Messiah? Because these people would not have said Christ. And why would you translate, why would God have him translate all these other Hebraisms and then translate the Greek? It that makes no sense. This is one of those anachronisms that exists in the Book of Mormon because Joseph didn't realize that he was using Greek in in midst of Hebrew in the time before Greek would as a language existed. He didn't know that. And so this is this is one of those proofs. I mean, aside from being saved by grace after all you can do, which is again, this is this is a false gospel. We are saved by grace in spite of all we have done. And so, um, but that whole issue. So that was one thing. And again, he, he really only focuses on this young man. And uh, and this guy, poor guy, says multiple times, I'm not really a scholar. I don't know how often he's been out there. I have seen him before. Um, I don't remember his name, but I, I've, I've chatted with him and so on. But... So it just seemed like he wasn't prepared for this thing. Um, and I think Kwaku took advantage of that. His prerogative, I mean, who, he I don't know how many preachers he talked to that were out there, how many evangelists were out there that he spoke with. He just chose to use this one and a little bit of Matt Slick here in a little bit. So we're going to jump up to that portion um, if I can. I'm going to jump up to where he is talking to Max Slick. So he just, he continues to just kind of um, embarrass this young kid um, that's out there preaching. And let's see. Now he's back to talking to him. That's, see, I didn't write my times down right. Now I got to just go forward and find. Here we go. Here he is with Matt Slick. Let's go from here. 
this sort of ideology. I've been criticized, and they say, Kwaku, that's not what they believe. Well, watch. So, as Latter-day Saints, we believe that everyone who dies is going to be saved from death by virtue of Christ's atonement and will be judged. We believe that there's three kingdoms of heaven and that all people will be, most people, unless you're just, you know, a rebellion of eternity, a son of perdition, will be placed in one of the categories. From my perspective and my understanding, evangelical Christians, specifically Calvinists, I'm not sure if you're leaning that way or not. I'm a hardcore five-point Calvinist. Yes, I am. Oh, boy. Here, I, I, again, maybe Kwaku really does not know who Matt Slick is. But I think this was a little bit of a disingenuous kind of, I don't know why people do this. I don't know why people go, well, I don't know. You know, I've seen people like Bill O'Reilly do it. Well, I've never heard of this person or I don't know what this is. I, I, um, Richard Dawkins did it with Jeopardy. Oh, I don't know what this Jeopardy is, but apparently I was a, 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 a category on there or Bill O'Reilly did with, I've never heard of this person, but apparently they've talked about me, blah, 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 blah. And it, it feels like Kwaku does the same thing. I, I don't know why I feel the need to point that out, but it really feels disingenuous that he's trying to, to convince anybody that he does not know who Matt Slick is. I'm pretty sure he knows who Matt Slick is, and I'm pretty sure he knows that Matt Slick is a hardcore five-point Calvinist. All right, so you believe that if you don't have faith in Christ, you go to hell. Uh, yeah, if you don't have uh, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you cannot be justified before him since justification is by faith, Romans 5.1, Romans 3.28. Yeah, and you know, we could, people can interpret those scriptures a lot of ways, but... You can, but only... Wait, 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 Okay, now here's where, I, I, again, it irritates me that he shuts him down on the scriptures. Well, you can interpret those scriptures in any number of ways. Not really. I mean, anyway, you, if you're going to misinterpret those scriptures, you've got to do some apologetic acrobatics to really twist and turn those things to not say what they plainly say. And so, but then when he starts to try to explain them, well, 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 well no, 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 I don't want to talk about scripture. I want to talk about emotionalism. Take it easy. All right. So um, I would ask you then, I think I have this theory. I have a theory that a lot of people all over the world may say that they believe that, but they don't actually believe that hell awaits all non-Christians. And so my question for you, do you think people like Anne Frank are in hell? I don't know if she received Christ or not, so I can't judge. But if she did not receive Christ, she's uh, not justified. She's going to hell. So we know from her father who lived out of Auschwitz that she, she died of typhoid fever. She died Jewish. She died uh, a, a Jew. And Jews do not believe Christ is the Savior Messiah. They're lost. Then they're lost. If you don't receive Christ, you're lost. If you believe in a false Christ, you're lost. So, um, so here's here's something that that is important. And I do this. I don't really want to talk ill of the dead. It's just, I mean, it's just not nice. So, we have exam we have a, a great example in the new testament in in the gospels of the thieves on the cross one thief rebuked christ and the other thief repented to christ and we have the this last minute essentially deathbed conversion kind of thing where the thief calls out to Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus says, verily I say unto you, today you will be with me in paradise. So we, we can see this thing, and this is a concept that we use to essentially prevent us from talking about the dead. Anne Frank's dad 
doesn't even know what happened in the very last moments of Anne Frank's life as she passed away in in a, you know whatever concentration camp that she was in uh and as she passed of typhoid or whatever we don't know if she i mean i'm i'm thinking it's probably very probable that at some point in time she heard the gospel um that somebody told her about Jesus as a messiah come to bear the penalty for our sins that if we repent and put our faith in him then we are saved by his works um and maybe in those last moments as she realized she was was dying maybe she repented i don't know we don't know we we never know and as he goes up on to talk about these other people mother teresa and gandhi it's the exact same thing and there's not an issue i mean when you read the things that jesus said if if you are going to proclaim that all of humanity except for guys like me who would be considered a son of perdition who held the priesthood and renounced it um are going to one level of heaven or another you're literally calling jesus a liar because it was jesus who talked more about hell than anybody else jesus talked about that um uh, just heard a noise upstairs, so <laughs> it's thrown off a little bit. That that wide is the path that leads to destruction, and many are there that find it. Narrow is the road that leads to life, and few are there that find it. Jesus Himself made it very clear that there is going to be a large number of people who are going to hell, and He didn't have a problem making that proclamation because, again, God is a good judge. God is a, a perfect judge, and he is going to judge people based upon, I'll, I'll quote again, one of my favorite preachers, Darren Caldwell, when for the believer, justice demands that God look at the cross, but for the unbeliever, justice demands that God looks at their sin. And that's I, I don't know if that's the, an actual verbatim quote, but that's the, the essential of what Darren said in the class that I sat in on years ago, seven seven eight years ago and it still sticks with me because that is a truth that that those who have repented and put their faith in christ will be in heaven and those who did not will be among those that jesus said i mean jesus said there will be many who come to me on that day and say lord lord did we not do these amazing things in your name and i will look at the, and i'll say to them i never knew you depart from me you workers of iniquity i never knew you and they will be cast into the lake of fire. Jesus talks about it. And if you're going to maintain this three levels of heaven or whatever, you're literally calling Jesus a liar. Or you have to... And I mean, those are things that Joseph Smith didn't even change in his translation of the Bible. So you can't even turn to your Joseph Smith translation, which is, you know... I mean, I don't know why Joseph Smith would make an entire translation of the Bible if it wasn't all completely accurate and he didn't fix all those things that were not translated correctly. But then again, he didn't even translate the Book of Mormon correctly, did he? Maybe make it Mother Teresa. Do you think Mother Teresa is in hell? She's Catholic. I'm not sure you feel Catholic. If she affirmed official Roman Catholic theology, and when she died, she went to hell. All right. One last one. Last one. Um, there was, as we know, a large transatlantic slave trade about 200 years ago. A lot of those people who died... I think he must have cut out the Gandhi question. 
because I I've heard him talk, do this same thing, and he he brings up Gandhi um, quite a bit, and and. I don't know, maybe someone told him all the horrible things that, that Gandhi did. Um, he was not a, a, a good man that most people think that he is. He was, was into some kind of perverse things um, with young girls and, and so on. And so maybe that's why. But now he's, he's going to go to the, the Atlantic slave trade, which is another one that, that he uh, pulls out quite a bit in it um they they were taken they were held captive they were tortured and a lot of them had pagan religions they died in with their pagan religions do you believe and that's probably the majority do you believe the majority of those slaves who died in their pagan religions even the children are in hell yeah this is important to know so here's the deal with that though i don't think as many africans in the slave trade were as pagan as he thought because I don't think Kwaku understands that the original movement of the, the early church went through Africa. Mark went to Africa as a, as a, as a missionary. We, have, we see things of the Ethiopian eunuch uh, being baptized by, by Philip. We see Simon of Cyrene who was, uh, who was tapped out of the, the crowd to carry um, Jesus's cross as he was going to Calvary and we see as in, in the book of Acts and the day of Pentecost many people of uh, Cyrene Ethiopia Jordan all these all these African places are mentioned among the people that were there so Africa was a, a core portion of the early church Athanasius um, Augustine um, you know among other Af early church fathers who were african so i don't know how many of the 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 slaves may have been christian already so or heard um christ preached um and and repented and put their face again we don't know what happened to those people in their their final moments but yes, if if they were if they were part of pagan religions and they did not repent, put their faith and their trust in Jesus Christ, then yes, even in spite of all the suffering that they went through and all the the hardships that they they encountered, they went to hell. If you're a Latter Day Saint and you've been affected by these sort of Christians, I urge you to read and study the Scriptures and listen to the Holy Spirit. And every single time, both of those will wane you away. From these people every single person I know who this is one not every single time is that gonna wane you away from these people because I did all that I read the scriptures I read and prayed and 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 so on and yet still the Holy Spirit managed to pull me away from Mormonism into the true faith in the true Christ who once had a testimony of the restored gospel who has gone into this right-wing evangelical Calvinistic Christianity is miserable. Hi, let me introduce myself. My name is Norm, and I'm not miserable. I, I am the very person that you are describing right now, and I am not miserable. I have far more joy in my life right now than I ever had as a Mormon. Ever. I, I There is... The, the intense pressure that I endured from family members and so on 
as a member of the church to be worthy and all the things that I because I had to make myself worthy that was the expectation I had to do the things to be worthy where now I understand that Christ did everything to make me worthy and the Holy Spirit is in the process of sanctifying me and growing me in holiness and making me and it's the Holy Spirit that is making me worthy not my own efforts not my own abilities so yeah I have far more joy and that's why I do this if I was so miserable and I, I hated Mormons as much as, as it, it, it's pointed out or, or assumed that we do, I would never bother with them. If I truly hated the Mormon people and believed that they're going to hell, why would I want to stop that? It's because I believe that they are deceived by a false gospel, a false Christ, a false God, and a false prophet and I believe that they, if they die in their sins and they following these things, that they are going to hell, is the reason that I do what I do. It's because I love the Mormon people, not because I hate them, and not because I'm miserable, and definitely not because I'm mentally unstable, which is the next ad hominem Kwaku's going to throw out with no, only his own emotional um, feelings to back that. They have poor mental health, they're depressed, and they're sad. Every single one of them. I do not have poor mental health. I'm not depressed, and I'm not sad. And it, it angers me that you would make that statement. It does. I'm, I'm, I'm angry that you would make a, a stupid statement like that. That would be like me stating that, you know, any other group is... In inherently this I don't even believe that about Mormons I mean I know many Mormons I know as a Mormon that I did not have the joy that I have now but I would never make a sweeping statement like that you should repent of that Kwaku you, you should absolutely repent of that statement because that is not true it's not true of me and not true of many others that I have met that I know who have come out of Mormonism and who are in this Calvinistic, uh, reformed, evangelical faith. I know hundreds of people who fit that description, who do not fit the um, characteristics that you are implying, that are not depressed, sad, and with poor mental health. That's a that's an ad hominem. That's a sweeping generalization. That's a prejudiced statement. And it makes sense. When you decide to leave your loving Father in Heaven for an omnipresent, immaterial, omniscient nothingness that exists outside of time and space, who is responsible for all evil, and who has designed a world in which most people will be tortured and suffer forever, and will be tortured and suffer in this life, of course you're going to be sad. You have such a twisted idea of who our God is, and you're worshiping a God that doesn't exist. So, yeah, you, you've not only created an idol, well, you're following an idol that someone created for you, but you have twisted and, 
and perverted what Christians truly believe about God in order to justify it. You know, I mean, I heard you do your thing on the Trinity and, and you're, well, it's a nothingness. It's a, just an immaterial. No, God is a real being. He is a spirit, but he is as real and far more real than, than the God that you profess to believe in with his supposed body of flesh and bone. God is far more real than that. I've experienced the, the, the presence and the nature and, the, and the, the true fullness of God. I know that he is real, but I also know that he is a spirit. And that doesn't make him nothingness or an abstract idea, which if you're, you're, again, your you're fallacious argument that all evangelicals or Trinitarians are, are essentially atheists. No, that's, that's a, again, that is a bogus statement and you should repent of it. You can't, you cannot worship that and be happy. You cannot worship that and be mentally stable. And here's a that again, that's just, that, that is just you. Why are you bashing us? Why are you bashing us, Kwaku? Why, why, why? Why are you bashing? Why are you judging us? Don't bash. You, you evangelical basher. Got a little gnat flying around my office. Again, you're, you're doing exactly what you accuse us of doing. You know, you're an anti-Christian, anti-Christian basher. Kwaku, don't do that. What happens if they decide to leave the restored gospel and join this, they join it for maybe a couple months and then they become an atheist. And let's be real, there's not much of a difference between this kind of Christianity and atheism anyway. If it's Huge difference. And, and not just a couple of months. I know plenty of people, 20 years, Kwaku, 22 years ago, I was saved out of Mormonism. Actually, far more than that. Actually, 30... Four years when I left Mormonism, but it was 22 years ago that God saved me out of other false religions. 22 years I have been in this, Kwaku. So I am, I am I'm a prime example of how you are absolutely wrong. And I know, again, hundreds of others who are in the same place. I can, I can present to you at least probably 10 in my own church here at Refuge Church in Ogden. Why don't you come on up and invite you to come Sunday morning, 10 o'clock services. Come on up and I'll introduce you to them, Kwaku. I'll introduce you to all the, the, the Mormons who have, have, or former Mormons who have become Calvinist evangelicals who are filled with joy. And have been in this for a long time. Some far longer than me. So, bottom line, that's it. And I'm, I'm done. I've gone way over the time I wanted to go. And, uh, and, and I'm just far too irritated with this. So, again, Kwaku does what he accuses us of doing. Um, and they're deceptive. And the ways that they do these things are just outright deceiving. And... I mean, for him to make that proclamation that all of the people that he's met are just sad and, and mentally ill and blah, blah, that's a lie. And I'm going to call you straight now. I, I hope you watch this, Quaku. You are a liar. 
I mean, it, 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 I didn't want to do it, but I'll go to the, the things you said about Jeff Durbin and, and James White. You know, I mean, proclaiming that Jeff had 11 felonies, that was a lie. Jeff did not have any felonies, has not had any felonies. And and here, here I'm going to leave it at this because I've wanted to say this since I watched his video and the, the different responses. You said that, that James White got his doctorate from a, a, a diploma mill, and then he challenged you back. If you really think that the, I can't remember the name of the school he went to was a diploma mill, why don't you, you go there and get one? And then your response was like, oh, you think I can't find a diploma mill? No, Kwaku, this was a thing. Go to the very institution that James White got his degree from, his doctorate from, and you come back to me with, an, with a doctorate from that institution if it's really a mill not anyone on the because i can do that i can make my own like you said you know and then you 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 kind of mocked the campus and so on how many there's so many online schools i read a story or heard a news story about all these these kids that graduated in utah from an online school that had no campus are you going to downplay them too? Are there is their school a, a diploma mill? Is their education less valuable, Kwaku? So again, you you are guilty of everything that you accuse these other people of, and and, and yeah. So Roof, <laughs> you really got the master's dog up at it on this one because I just. And, and of course, one, I doubt he'll even respond to this. I doubt he'll ever, ever even see it. I don't know. But he's blocked me on Twitter, so it's not like I can even tag him in it and say, here, Kwaku, check it out. Um, so, um, but he's going to use this, that, that I'm angry about the things that he said, and he's going he's gonna to mix that into, oh, I'm, I'm sad. I'm not really righteously angry. I'm just sad and, and have no joy, and I'm mentally unstable. Um, so I'm walking into it and there's really no way to refute it. Um, but he's going to continue to do it. So there you have it. Um, my response, uh, to Kwaku and, uh, this whole situation and, uh, there it is. So I hope you found it somewhat helpful. I don't know. Uh, maybe it was just my time to vent and I appreciate you being there for me as a sounding board while I vented. And so, as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They are necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm-hmm.